everyone, a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, as always, beaming out to you from on the sand at Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Rob Gimmel. Rob, g'day and welcome and where are you hanging out? It's a pleasure to be here, Tom. Thank you. And I'm joining you from Napa, California. Napa, California, the land of wine and honey. Absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, and it's not too far from Silicon Valley, is that right? No, uh, just an hour and a half north, and actually, I spend a lot of time still in Silicon Valley. Well, I, I, that's 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 an an apt uh, location given your bio. Let me let me just share with folk a little bit about your background. So, folks, Rob uh, Rob is a very has a very very interesting message, and he does very very interesting work because he's he's one of the few people that looks at business growth from a strategic perspective and is able to articulate it in a very clear and with a very clear and compelling message, which is what we're going to be exploring during the interview. That's not in his bio. That's my observation. So let me get to his bio. He's an award-winning industrial designer. So that tells you that he has the ability to think big picture as well as detail orientated, which is quite rare. Rob, most of my clients and I certainly, metaphorically speaking, we're dogs. Technical people are cats. I believe you're probably one of the few cat dogs on the planet. Now, that ability to, to see the big picture but drill down to the detail is is not common. One of the very interesting things about Rob, folks, is that he's not only an industrial designer, but he's also a creative director formerly with Apple. So he knows how Apple thinks, develops products and services, and markets them. He worked directly with Steve Jobs for a number of years, and so therefore had the privilege of learning directly from the feet of one of the greatest product designer and marketers on the planet, and in fact, in history. Over the last 25 years, he's built on this thinking and these practices in his own business and working with over 200 clients. So, Rob, pretty impressive background. Love your work. I've been through the three pillars. I'm enrolled in your course. Thank you. It's, it's transformational thinking level. So let's see if we can impart some of the wisdom and knowledge in just seven minutes. Our title is How to Think Differently and Radically Transform Your Business in Just Seven Minutes. And our time starts now. Rob, question number one is, who's your ideal client? You know, my ideal client is a provider of professional services or knowledge or experiences, because that's a new thing all, all its own. They're typically professionally competent people who are either current or former executives, an awful lot of them are, although mm. that's not a requirement. But in whatever they've done, they're subject matter experts. So they do command some authority in it. Also, many of them are marketing people supporting somebody or an organization that focuses on any of those services. Interesting. Yep. So, so they're obviously very competent people. Question number two, six minutes, 10 seconds left. So what's the problem you solve for them? Well, I help them solve one of their biggest problems is they're typically trying to offer too much. They're trying to appeal to too many different types of customers or clients, and they get too distracted by trying to satisfy the 80% that they should probably be ignoring so they can focus on doing an excellent job on the 20%. Right. They're not specializing enough. Yes. So why do you think they don't specialize enough? Because they probably know intellectually that they probably should be. 
This is, know, quite, this um, is question 2A, by the way. I've just snuck this in there. Five and a half minutes left. All right. No problem. <laughs> so for so many of them, because they're overachievers, uh, what goes with that often is self-doubt. And so they question their value, even though they've got all this history of success. And so they don't give themselves enough credit and they say yes to too many opportunities instead of being much more selective. And I help train them to think differently about how to address that. And if they're a bit like some of my clients, they're intelligent and very well experienced, so they can actually offer a lot of different uh, services. So let's get back on track, just under five minutes left. Question number three, what are the typical symptoms your ideal clients are experiencing who have that problem before they meet you? The most common is that they're competing on price versus proficiency. Mm. So they're presenting their offerings, whatever it might be, as if it were a commodity. And they're getting lost in this sea of sameness with all the other alternatives pitching themselves the same way. Right. Thank you. Question number four. Someone becomes aware, a prospective ideal client of yours becomes aware they have the problem, that they've been pitching on price, that they're commoditized. They're going to try some stuff probably that before they get to you and it's not going to work so well. So question number four is what are some of the mistakes that your ideal clients make before they find you? The most common one that's everywhere is what I call cookie cutter marketing. So, so many of them have gone to template-based websites, email, social media marketing, postings, et cetera, et cetera. And they use too many stock photos, graphics, that type of thing. They have too much text that's intellectual and abstract in their copywriting. And the result is they end up with what I call fake marketing. It looks and sounds professional, but it's not authentic. And it masks what's different, unique, and special mm, about them. Mm. Folks, you're listening to the voice of experience here. Question number five, three and a quarter minutes left. What's one valuable free action that an audience member could take that's going to help them take a step closer to solving this problem? Here's my favorite way to start with, uh, with new clients. And sometimes I do this in the first phone call I do with them, is I help them change the description of their business Basically, the script that they have in their head that they recite to people at various events or when they're on the phone or they're writing an email. And I, I coach them to start with empathy and then lead that into what's unique about the way they deliver their services or the knowledge that they bring, bring to it. Here's an example. What if you start your next conversation on this with, you know how most people's marketing sounds a lot like everybody else's? Well, Abwater trains business people to think different about their business, their audience, and their marketing. So that's, that's how mine works. Yeah, so you're not starting with the second sentence. Exactly this is what we right. do. This is how we work. You're starting with where they're at. Nice. That's right. Thank and establishing you. an empathetic connection. Just under two minutes left and two questions left. Question number six is, what's one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that's going to help them a little even, even more? So I've put together a one-hour webinar, and the topic of it is why thinking different always wins. I go through how it's worked so well and successfully for Apple, but also how I've applied it and other people have applied it to their other businesses of all shapes and sizes. 
that landing page, folks, uh, go to bit.ly. So you'll know that as bit.ly forward slash water hyphen why. The link will be below the video, but if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or another podcast, bit.ly bit.ly forward slash water hyphen why. Question number seven, Robert, thank you for that. I've been in there and it is a very valuable resource and it's also completely free. Just under a minute left. Question number seven, what's the one question I should have asked you but failed to do so? I guess I would say it's why more people aren't doing marketing like Apple. And I can tell you that it's not the easiest way to do marketing for your business. But once you've trained your mind to think the way Apple does, you discover that you can actually do it more effectively and simply with less effort than whatever you were doing previously, because it's based on three core principles that once you've internalized them, make it so much easier to execute against. Different way of thinking and an effective way of thinking. Perhaps not the yeah. easiest, but, but certainly highly effective. Rob Gimmel, thanks so much for your time. It was my pleasure, Tom. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.